This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and of course, it is February the 11th. 2014, you're listening to Keep It Magic. I'm here, of course, with the lovely and talented Jackie Smith. You can reach Jackie at www.ask-jackie.com. Again, that's www.ask-jackie.com. I'm going to get her to make a new thing, like Ask Well, actually, I'm going to stop you from saying that, because that now just points at the Coventry site. Okay, so go to (laughs) CoventryCreations.com, which is also the sponsor for the show. Right, Um, right. (laughs) I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with all the writing and all the sites, and I said, enough, stop the insanity. (laughs) Yeah, stop it. Now, pretty soon you're going to have short-cut red hair, like little, you know, (laughs) like Susan Powder did. I've been there, done that. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> also, cruise on over to our web- official website for the show, which is www.keepitmagic.com. My website is stormsestabani.com. And, of course, Dorothy Morrison, who will be on with us shortly, her website, so get you a pen and piece of paper and write this down, is wickedwitchstudios.com. So make sure that you write all those .coms down. They're very important. Um, if it has a .com, it usually is important. Um, so, uh, and if I say .com, it's usually important, so make sure that you go and uh, write those websites down. Um, Jackie and I do have a few appointment spots left over for February, so make sure that you cruise on over and book your readings now, because those readings will probably go pretty quickly. So um, I know, you're, you're what, two weeks out? Well, you're no, you're two months out. Yeah, normally, um, and then I know I'm at at least a week out, if not two. Yeah. Um, the good thing though is is that I, you know, people cancel and stuff like that, so I can squeeze people in yeah. um, if they um, uh, want a reading. I'm saying I can squeeze a couple people in, so run on over to the site mm-hmm. um, and get that taken care of. Uh, Jackie, we're gonna after last month, and um, I'm going to tell you right away that. The Desire Map book just totally kicked my butt. So it, it um, is. I'm not done with it. I had to put it down and contemplate for a little while. I'm only halfway through, but it, the contemplation I did kicked my butt. We, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Have you ever noticed that the, uh, one of my mentors calls it the lizard brain, where you pay attention to something, something makes an impression on you, mm-hmm. and then you see it everywhere. Kind of like you know, you buy a car. And you've never seen that car on the road before, but the minute you buy that car or somebody you know buys that car, you see that car everywhere. Yeah. Desire is everywhere. A desire is everywhere. And then I'm sitting and um, I was uh, looking at my notes for this week's Kabbalah portion, which is called Katisa. 
um, and it's about the formulation of the golden calf. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at notes and watching a couple videos on it um, uh, to, you know, pull together my thoughts of what I'm going to write about it. And one of the things that Ruth Rosenberg talks about, who's um, my Kabbalah teacher, um, she stated that the gold, brace yourself for this, that the golden calf in the, the Bible is basically when we converted our desire to a desire for comfort. So it just really kind of blew me away, um, you know, that oftentimes when we make these particular types of lists and we um, start attempting to achieve something and it creates some form of pain and some form of agony. Because remember that the golden calf happens because Moses is, wait for this, Jackie, wait for it, six hours late. <laughs> Coming off the mound. So, you know, after he was up there like six, you know, they only have six, six hours more late. hours to listen, go. You listen, know. anybody six hours late as far as I'm concerned, we're done. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he'd been up there for 40 days, you know. Uh, well, actually, 39 uh, uh, and 18 hours. Um, uh, but okay, they miscalculated, so, so it was so, pretty interesting. So here's the, here's the thing. I, so I want you to go back. Mm-hmm. She said that... Can you repeat that? that the, the golden, golden calf, calf is is when we convert our desire uh-huh. to the desire for comfort. Okay, I need you to re-explain that because it it it, it doesn't necessarily make sense. You went really fast, so I'm going to slow you down, my okay. friend. The golden Which, calf, first of all, just to to look at it, okay, uh-huh. was a creation that was made by the mixed multitudes in the desert because of the fact that they no longer had a leader. Um, They thought that Moses was dead. So they felt that they needed a new god, so they created a golden calf, which is basically, Ruthie describes it as a high-tech Siri. Okay, it is, you know, with Siri on the iPhone, you can ask Siri a question. Um, So it's an uh, oracle. It's it's, it's an oracle, yeah. Okay. So basically, you know, this one is a high-tech. It could answer things that, you know, Siri can't answer. Okay. Um, uh, Siri can only answer what she knows. This could answer everything. So basically, and what they really wanted was some form of comfort because they no longer um, had a leader. They, had, they felt that they no longer had a leader to take them through. Um, so basically what the golden calf represents is that, first of all, desires that are not real, Okay. Um, uh, you know, there are certain things that we desire on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, and so this connects to love. Yeah. Backing you up, the first desire you're talking about, what is that desire that you're talking about? A desire is the things that we want out of life, the real things. Okay. And then the desire for comfort is, is instant gratification. Yes. So moving from hitting your destiny stride, mm-hmm. you know, finding out, um, uh, manifesting um, your, I'm going to change a word. Mm-hmm. Your um, or add a word. Your desired destiny, the big desire, the big D, mm-hmm. into instant gratification. I want it now. Yes, and because, that's basically what happens. So, so we do it all the time as human beings. We go. It's too hard. The goal is too hard. Yeah, it, it it is definitely too hard. And, and I was know, just talking about that this morning with my husband. And the thing here is, is that the ramifications, Jackie, in regards to, you know, the people that created the golden calf. You know, Moses comes down, of course, destroys the golden calf. He says, which one of you are holy people? In other words, which one of you are truly on a spiritual path? Come forward. 3,000 approach him. Okay, 3,000 out of uh, 3 million approach him. Okay. Uh-huh. 
then he instructs the three million or the three thousand Jackie to kill those that participated in the creation of the golden calf, and then a plague is uh, put on the people. Um, he was uh, not fooling. He is not a nice man. Uh, he was not playing no. <laughs> uh, it was, he was not. He was not playing the forgiveness game on that one. He was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that? So, you know, the thing here is is how we have to look at that. Yeah, you can say piss off. Um, uh, the thing that you have to look at is what creations, because we, we have to interpret that eventually and apply it to our own lives, okay? When we settle for comfort, what plagues do we invite into our own lives? So it, I, it, that is exactly the conversation, um, not in those words, but that outcome yeah. that I was having this morning with my husband because we were talking about how what does it take – for someone, or what damage has to happen earlier in life, or what kind of chutzpah or um, tenacity does somebody have to be able to move through the it's too hard mm-hmm. um, into into actually making stuff happen? I don't know how many times I have people have said to me, "Well, you have it easy. You already have this company," or Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you already did this, or God, you're so lucky to have this. And I just really, steam starts to come out of the back of my head at that point because none of this was easy, and it's not easy today. Yeah, it's not easy today, and I work really hard um, and smart on on keeping things rolling. Um, and it was it, one of the things, that, the ways that desire came up in my world. And this is flipping it to the positive end of the desire in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at uh, an entrepreneur training session, and I had the opportunity to listen to David Farbman speak. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who David Farbman is, he is um, in the top one half of one percent of um, of Facebook popularity, shall we say? He has the most. One of the, one of the people has the most followers and interaction, and and he has several companies, um, and and he has a book coming out. But the way he started his his lecture was, he talked about how um, he starts his day and he starts his conversations and his meet and his meetings and even his arguments with. So what's the desired outcome you're looking for right here? Mm-hmm. And so he talked about desire quite a bit and using desire as a fuel. And you know what's really awesome is that he had um, seven things to do when you're um, um, creating something. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to say seven steps. He said seven steps. I have my own seven steps in, in Coventry Magic, so I, he said seven. I'm listening now. But um, it's really interesting how I, just that one phrase that I was thinking about um, and work challenges or or even customer service challenges or even my personal challenges, what's my desired outcome here? And so that's why using the desire map, I'm like, okay, really? Because this word is everywhere now Yeah. for me right now. But, um, but that's it. You know, and then you brought up the golden calf, which you have the long-term desire, and then you have your immediate desire. And I don't think one is more valid over the other, you just have to see how it all comes together when you verbalize it, when you finally verbalize, what do I want to have happen here? What is my desired outcome? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started doing that even before this. I was in frustrating moment because, hello, Mercury retrograde. 
Which I have questions for you about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I finally just, I just kind of got to the point of what I wanted. And then as soon as I said what I wanted, I went, oh, wait, I, I kind of already have that. And I'm, and I'm not seeing it. So it's just, it's just all fascinating to me how it all starts working together. And it, so. speaking of desires, yeah. um, uh, your daughter, who is a very inspiring individual, by the way, <laughs> um, has put up an Indiegogo campaign. Her desire is to go to um, Hiroshima. Um, yep. And she has an Indiegogo platform um, that she's working with right now in which she's trying to raise funds basically for her to achieve her particular dream. Um, and one thing that, you know, um, I may want to do is I may want to nab um, Rebecca without you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so she can be a little bit more free with her conversation. Um, but, you know, maybe do a, five, a, a little snippet and, and uh, talk to her about this. Um, uh, because... With the desire map, basically, one of the things that um, you know Danielle Laporte talks about is you know getting to having the desired feeling that you want after the achievement. And basically, one of the things that I want to know from Rebecca is basically what is her desired feeling? How does she want to feel after this particular experience? This is you know this is coming from a mom's perspective, and mm-hmm. I understand that, and I'm and I'm I would be which is highly biased, absolutely. <laughs> but I'd be fascinated to to hear her answer to that question. Yeah. But this is me watching an evolution of a human. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's very exciting if you can kind of rise above and and look at it from a bird's eye view, and watch the evolution of your kid. But this story. Um, Rebecca wants to go to Hiroshima and in Japan, and so she will. That will be the first part of her trip, the opening of her trip, and then um, she gets to um, experience Japan, other parts of Japan after that, uh, as a school event, um, a school trip. Well, not really a school trip, but with other people that she's in class with, and um, so there's double double parts to it. But her fascination with Japan started. I think it was the fourth or fifth grade when she saw the video, the animated movie of Sudoku, mm-hmm. who was um, in a hospital. The story is that Sudoku is a child in Japan dying of leukemia because of the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Let me say that right, Hiroshima. And um, she was. She heard the legend that if you fold a thousand paper cranes your wish will be granted. Mm-hmm. So she was working very diligently on folding a thousand paper cranes while she was in the hospital with her wish that she would be cured or that everybody in the hospital would be cured of leukemia, of cancer. Well, she died before she was able to fold her thousand cranes, so then everyone else in the hospital finished her, finished folding the cranes for her. Well, Rebecca went to a private school when she was younger. It's a Quaker school, so their focus was on peace. So they did a whole week long. They studied World War II from the place of creating peace rather than the place of war, which I thought was fascinating. So that movie was the center point of the lessons for that week. And they learned how to fold paper cranes, et cetera. And my kid cried for weeks after that. She was so distraught over this whole this whole thought um, that 
that uh, she started folding paper cranes, and she's been folding paper cranes from that point on. I have strings and strings and strings of dumb dumb wrappers folded into paper cranes in my house. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of candy to be eating. I'm just well, you know, actually, what she did is um, that started folding the dumb dumb wrappers started happening in the, the seventh grade when one of her teachers would give out dumb dumbs in class. Yeah. Um, write answers, blah blah blah. He would just hand them out. And so at the end of class, Rebecca would collect all their wrappers. Yeah. <laughs> throughout the day, throughout the day, all the kids that had this this teacher would find Rebecca and hand her the wrappers because everyone knew she was collecting them. So, in our house right now, before this journey, we had over four hundred um, dumb dumb cranes, <laughs> dumb dumb wrapper cranes in the house, hanging from the uh, curtain rods, and. Um, which is, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So when this trip came about and I started talking to Rebecca about why this trip was important to her, she said, I have to take all of the cranes to the um, um, Hiroshima Peace Park. I have to take them there. And so that was a big part of her mission. And so when we talked about um, that was a big part of her goal, we started talking about this, and then that's when we talked about doing an Indiegogo campaign for it because it's pretty amazing um, that a 17-year-old has been so she's been dedicated to this for what 10 years in her life, mm-hmm. um, and has not lost this vision. And she's been selling her possessions. So she's got stuff on eBay. She's got stuff that she was given um, by other people. So she's been selling that. Um, she's been doing for two years now. She's been doing um, bake sales and candy sales and pizza sales. Uh, she she's known in high school as the girl with the candy, so she's always walking around with a box of full size candy bars that you yeah. buy from a for a dollar. So this is this has been a year and a well a year and a half where she's been dedicated raising money in the summer. So it's it's pretty it, it, she's a pretty amazing kid with a, an amazing story. And there's even a video on the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, it's 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 a great video, and I recommend that people watch them. But they can also go right now to keepitmagic.com. Um, there will be, um, or there is a banner on the page that will allow them to connect to Rebecca's Indiegogo campaign. Also, I will have one on StormFestivani.com. Um, and there, they'll be, uh, they'll be on the Keep It Magic Facebook pages. And um, and if you're, if you want to go straight to it, just go to Indiegogo and search Rebecca Phoenix, and she's the only Rebecca Phoenix on Indiegogo. Yeah, so you can do that. Now, Jackie and I are going to do something um, that is up to you guys. Um, uh, And with our listener base, um, we have uh, over 10,000 dedicated listeners every single week to keep it magic. And, uh, you know, if all of you gave 50 cents... (laughs) (laughs) Well, she has has really great... So if you all went and bought one of the cranes to be put on the Hiroshima uh, Peace... at the Hiroshima Peace Park... That's five dollars. Yeah, it's it's. This is not uh, a lot. So um, basically, you can do that. Now, here is the deal: for every thousand dollars that Rebecca raises, Jackie and I will do a reading show, live reading show. Meaning, we will do readings for a whole hour. Where there'll be a chat room open and readings. Exactly. Um, uh, So for every thousand dollars that uh, Rebecca collects, Jackie and I will do a show, okay? Here is the thing. If you do 
$2,000, Jackie and I will do a reading show in March. And this is in addition to the shows we already have, okay? Mm-hmm. So we will do a live reading show, plus you will have our podcast shows. Um, we will do one in March. We will do one in April until we deplete the $1,000. So if you all go over there and give thousands and thousands and thousands, you'll be getting readings all the time. Oh, and by the way, if you make a donation, that's all that you have to do is email Jackie and I later. Um, we will let you know when the reading show is. Mail us later with your name and your telephone number, and Jackie and I will make sure that you get a reading on the air with us. So Absolutely. I think that that is... Um, pretty interesting, and it gives Jackie and I an ability, basically, um, to help uh, a very inspiring girl. When you listen to the videos, I was in tears when I was listening to the video. Um, so, you know, I um, had to pause it. Yeah. <laughs> Walk away and then come back and watch another like ten seconds and then walk away and then yeah. So I mean, go and watch this. It's very very inspiring and um, we want to do what it is that we can um, to help Rebecca achieve her goal. So keepitmagic.com, stormfestivani.com, Indiegogo, go 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 right now um, and um, get your psychic reading booked um, by donating to Rebecca. Um, and and you if you pick one of her um, featured items. You have a crane placed with your name at the Peace Park. How, what an amazing blessing for your own self. Or you could get a crane selfie, which yeah. is a picture of your crane at the Peace Park. Yeah, so that is um, uh, amazing. Uh, so um, we're going to drop it down a little, I guess, um, <laughs> after two months of really intensive shows. Um, uh, and we're going to talk about love. Um, specifically love spells. And the woman that I know of, Jackie, who does probably some of the best love magic work on the planet is Miss Dor- Dorothy Morrison. She even has so, a whole book about that. She, yeah, she even has a whole book about it. You know, she can, uh, she can hawk her wares when I uh, bring her on. Which, speaking of, uh, uh, make sure that you cruise on over to her website, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Again, that's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And Dorothy, welcome back to Keep It Magic. I think that you're the person that we've had on the show the most. Oh, I love that, and I'm so glad to be back. I've missed you both. Oh, we 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 always love having you on the show. It, you always bring another flair, flavor, yeah. shall we say? <laughs> and we knew that we couldn't do love without you. But I, I do. Ha- I have to do one little plug. Um, if you go over to CoventryCreations.com right now. Um, who is the sponsor for the show, you will see on the front page of CoventryCreations.com all of Dorothy Morrison's candles, and they're at a discounted rate. Go over, run, run. Go to Indiegogo first, then run over and get some candles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, February has, I think this is our fourth year now where February is the month of Dorothy. Yeah. Um, So we love having the Wicked Witch um, Mojo products the candles and then the oils will be back um actually they're they're available now and then oh they are that's so good and on top of it wicked witch studios dorothy has some pretty uh pretty awesome uh hexology jars there's endless love then there's um the uh oh you you just started the other your little mojo bags i don't know if they're on are they on wicked witch studio yet you know what? Uh, they're on the social media only kick-ass sale right now, the okay. Pocket Gregory's. So, so if you're on Google or Twitter or Facebook, um, the uh, link is, is available to you. Go on over and see what's there. 
Yeah, so so scout out Dorothy Morrison because she's got some. You've got the new Grigri bags, which are awesome, and they come with the oil. And then, oh, just just good stuff. So we have lots of love stuff to talk about and lots of love magic items to, and tools to back it up. Um, Dorothy, you have Enchantments of the Heart, which is a book all about love spells. And that's it been is. out for for a minute. Well, you know what? It, yeah, it's been out for a while, but, you know, it's more than love spells. It's actually a system. And I, I oh, think I that, you know, people don't realize that if you want to invite something new into your life, you've got to get rid of the stuff that's keeping you from getting it. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Can I get? Can I have an amen from everyone? It's, oh. it's a it's a big part of my own systems too. Is to realizing what what are your beliefs? What is it that's holding you back? Well, yeah, you know, and, and I was listening to to the first part of your show, and you know, and this really kind of ties into everything you you were talking about. Um, you know, people want instant gratification, and some people have gotten enchantments of the heart, and they've gone, "Oh, this is too hard. I'm not going to do this." This, you know, you know, why does this matter? Because you know, one of the things is going through your home and getting rid of stuff that is is not, uh, you know, things that you don't need. One of the things that people fuss the most about, believe it or not is going through their kitchen and getting rid of stuff. You know, I'm here to tell you if you've got more than five plastic containers with uh, with the snap lids in your kitchen cabinets, you don't need all that. Nobody needs more than five. (laughs) And and so this is like going through stuff and getting rid of stuff. Um, Things like going through your linen closet. You know, I... I had a set of sheets that I absolutely loved. But every time I put them on the bed, I had a really hard time sleeping. But, oh, but, but they felt so good. And it finally occurred to me that I had bought those for a Valentine's Day date with a guy that I was madly in love with who died. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, <laughs> but it didn't occur to me for like two years what the problem was, and and so I I got rid of those. And so things that um, remind you of or things that are related to um, other relationships, they they need to be out of your home. So you know we, this is the, where that emotional where, you know, where the that, that emotional mental connection. Um, there's actually I just was watching a program where they had they did scientific experiments on people having. Um, emotional connections to things. It was awesome, and and you're so it's so true. It it can create even though even if it just reminds you of it, it can create a huge emotional response. Well, it does. An emotion is the catalyst that feels magic. Mm-hmm. So so you know if you've got an emotional attachment to to these things that are connected to other relationships, they they need to be far away from you before you can find you know. You know, Prince Charming or Princess Perfect, and and so you, you need. To I like how he's just charming, Dorothy. I like that he's just charming, but she is perfect. Well, yes. <laughs> There's some anti-misogyny going on here. Oh, come <laughs> on. We got to break Galen. <laughs> we got to break Galen somehow. Oh yes, yes, somehow. 
but but anyway, so so that's where where all this the system starts. Um, and then of course there's a whole section on loving yourself as you are, and getting rid of these ridiculous body images. Mm-hmm. And then the one mistake I think that most people make when it comes to love magic is they ask for their soulmate. I'm here to tell you folks, you don't want your soulmate. Oh, I agree with you 100%, Dorothy. <laughs> you know, it, if, if you believe in reincarnation, which is how, how a soulmate is supposed to be created, okay, you could have over hundreds of thousands of incarnations. I, God, I hope it doesn't take you all that long to get it right, but if it does, you could have hundreds of thousands of soulmates because all a soulmate is is a person with whom you have shared an intimate relationship of some sort. You have no idea if this soulmate that you're inviting into your life <laughs> tried to kill you or succeeded in the past life. Do you want to invite them back in? No, you don't. So right. you, know, you need to get, get rid of that idea immediately. Instead, you need to draw up a blueprint for who is perfect for you now. Mm-hmm. You see, the interesting thing um, that I find, uh, Dorothy, in regards to that whole soulmate thing, um, is that when people, when they call me for a consultation or I'm doing an astrology chart and their question is, I want to know when I'm going to meet my soulmate, for example. Mm -hmm. And I will usually say, oh, honey, you don't want that. And they will say, (laughs) why? And I will say, because in my experience, when you draw in a soulmate relationship, the purpose of a soulmate relationship is to challenge you. Now, the universe yes. is going to use whatever means possible to challenge you. So if you want a relationship that is filled with disappointment, turmoil, problems, uh, uh, extreme emotional attachments, and probably a lot of difficulties just to get the two of you together – Go ahead and ask for a soulmate. Well, and, and in my, my philosophy is your soulmate brings your most difficult, most profound, yeah. most life-changing lesson, and hopefully it's a positive one. I mean, Coventry has a soulmate affirmation candle, and and that um, I, I had called it lots of different things, but once we called it soulmate, it became a bestseller immediately. But I think, um, so we kind of redefined it over here, that, that when you're looking for your soulmate, you're looking for somebody who is a balm to your soul. And so that's how we that's how we created the affirmations. This is a person who brings blessing to you. <laughs> so we, that's we define, good. Since the term soulmate is going to be out there, yeah. I decided I was going to redefine it. You need to because now there's the purple yeah. hexagon, fire dragon, blue lotus, jumped over the rainbow with a flying unicorn soulmate. Yes. Yeah, I don't want that one. That's too complicated. <laughs> That's a complicated yeah. one. Yes, But so anyway, so you know, once you get that out, out of the way, you know, I think it's important to drop a list. And you know, people also need to get rid of the silly notion that the universe is judgmental. The universe does not have a brain. The universe is nothing but a web of energy that, as practitioners, we direct. So you need to write down exactly what you want. You know, if red hair and green eyes, you know, trips your trigger, then you need to write that down. You don't want to leave this up to the universe. I mean, God, how has that worked for you before? (laughs) You know, it hadn't. So Mm -hmm. 
so it's so really interesting because down. because there's two schools of thought on that. And one of the schools of thought on love magic is that you write down the important things, the important big picture things, um, but don't worry about the details. And then there's the other school of thought where it's, oh, no, you get as detailed as possible or you're going to call something weird in. But I think what happens is that when you start the process, and I love your story about there's one word you have to have on every list, when you start the process and you start imagining and you start daydreaming and fantasizing about who this person is, you're starting the call. But you have the best story on something to always, always, always put on your list. Well, there are actually two things. You know, first of all, (coughs) excuse me, first of all, you need to top this list with sexual orientation because the worst thing that could possibly happen is for um, you to call in your perfect love, manifest that, and that person, you know, if you're straight, and that person be gay because there's no way you're ever going to be able to consummate that that relationship. It's not going to work. Or so, vice versa. <laughs> well, exactly. I so, know a lot of so men who do vice versa. Yes. So, so you know, you, you need to, to do that. You know, that, that needs to go on that, that list for sure. But the other thing is you need to write down human being. <laughs> I, I have a, a, a dear friend who um, has, has a store, and so she was doing this list, and I happened to be in front of parents, and she had me check over this list, and my God, you know, this list was pages and pages and pages long. And, you know, if you're really serious about doing this, your list may be pages long. And so I'm going through all this, and I mean, she even has this down to astrological sign. You know, <laughs> this person, this person can't smoke because she doesn't like to be around smokers. This this person uh, needs to actually listen, and you know, while while she's speaking, which is so funny because she never, she doesn't know the meaning of a comma or a period. She just goes, blah, 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 you know. And, mm-hmm. and and she's loud and she's brassy. And I'm thinking, okay, okay, this is going to be a pretty tall order, but okay, it's magic. So, you know, anything's possible. That's, you know, we'll work with that. And I went through and I couldn't find anything missing. So she shoots off the spell. And what she gets is someone who doesn't smoke, right astrological sign, does, you know, does, you know, pay attention when she is speaking, but it comes in the form of a deaf Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an eye-opener for, for, for me. Everything on the list, this dog fit everything on the list. <laughs> Beautiful. And he was deaf, but but hand signals, okay. So you know he looked her straight in the eye, with, you know, when, when she was speaking because she was doing hand signals with him. And and I'm sure that she was so loud that it made the floor vibrate, okay. But <laughs> but you know, it, so so for God's sake, folks, put human being on the list. Do you find that sometimes when you're working with somebody and they just do the clearing part of things and they do the self self um love uh, uh, uh loving who they are right here at this moment if they do that work 
people show up, that love interest shows up without even the third step? You know, I think what, in my experience, what happens is lots of potential love interests show up. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say that the perfect one does. Um, you know, I'm, I, there are a lot of people who disagree with me on this, but that's okay. I, I don't mind people disagreeing with me. You know, everybody's got their own style and their own way of doing things. Um, I, I believe that if you're not specific and you don't follow through on, on, on your magical steps, especially when, when you're manifesting the, the, the perfect love, mm-hmm. that, that what you're doing is you're leaving things up to the universe. So you are, you are allowing yourself a back door and something to blame if things don't go right. Okay. You know, you can always blame the universe. Right. And I, and I, I find that when you leave things, the, the rest of things, up to the universe, that the universe takes, because it doesn't have a brain, it doesn't think, it takes the, the path of least resistance. And the, the path of least resistance seldom brings you anything close to what your original vision was. It, you know, it's interesting because when I work with, with clients about new love, they, a new man or a new date or whatever. There's there's lots of different love spells. There's the new love, and then there's mm-hmm. the fix-it love, and then there's the lifetime love. Mm-hmm. And the new love, um, they they there's that instant gratification that they're looking for, and it's really hard for them to contemplate putting that time in. Um, and that if they don't put the time in, I'm not going to say every time, but a majority of the time, if you don't put that clearing out what doesn't work for you anymore, like, okay, I keep calling a guy who, I keep calling the bad boy, and the bad boy always breaks my heart. So mm-hmm. why do I keep calling the bad boy? We've got to clear that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, maybe we need to change our words to the adventurous boy. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I really, I don't think there is a woman on this planet that hasn't been through that. Mm-hmm. Because the bad boy's exciting, yeah, and keeps you off kilter, but and, and that part is exciting. It's almost like forbidden love. And and you know what? You bring something else to mind, which is know what you're calling. Are you calling a temporary partner, a temporary fun playmate, or are you bringing long term love? I mean, I think we're always looking for long term love. Maybe not everybody is, but it's okay to say, I just want, I want to experience this kind of passion, this kind of excitement. I want to be off kilter for a little while and know that it's temporary. But if you draw up your list correctly, mm-hmm. you you get that all in a long-term relationship. And, well, okay. You know, and I guess I've gotten to, to the age where um, I realize that time is valuable it's the only commodity in short supply. You can never get more of it. You only have a limited amount mm-hmm. in this lifetime. And so why waste your time on, you know, new love or a playmate or this, that, or the other when what you really want is this exciting, wonderful, long-term relationship? You know, I believe in, in, in getting it all at once. True. I can, I can see that. I do... I do know I have a couple of friends who are just having the time of their life dating. They're learning a lot about themselves 
mm-hmm. from playing the field, and and they're feeling very empowered and having a good time, and and it's exactly what they needed. So I think that I mean I hear you because because I don't have I feel like I'm running out of time these days myself, but I think that there is that um, under you know there's the layers of it, you know are you 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 I, how many times have I done a spell and I learned something new about myself? Um, well, exactly. So I, I've yeah. learned that I don't have to worry about getting it right. I just got to get her done sometimes yeah. to, to bring the next step. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, Dorothy. Okay. One of the things that constantly comes up in regards to love spells is um, individuals that want to bring somebody back. That's probably oh, the cornerstone. That that's probably the cornerstone of uh, of uh, love magic. The one that got away. Yeah, the one that got away, or the one that has gone over to somebody else, or <laughs> or I <laughs> well, broke up with my boyfriend last Friday, you know, and I want him back. Uh, 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 you know, even though that I threw a brick through his BMW window. Um, uh, Dorothy, first of all, I know that you rarely, rarely do magic for other people. Um, I never do magic for other people. <laughs> okay, we can. I was I was being kind with the rarely. Um, yeah. Uh, but Dorothy, what is your suggestions in regards to this? When should they do it, and when should they just let it go? You know, um, that that is an interesting question, and I'm and I think it depends on on the case. Um, I have a lot of people that that contact me. Uh, about oh my god you know I want my ex back or God that that bastard you, you know went went over to so and so's house and now they've hooked up and you know she's what's keeping him from coming back to me you know kind of thing which mm-hmm. you know it's kind of ridiculous to to, to me you know and the, the people who want the ex back never ever want to blame the ex for anything never it's always that other woman. Okay. <laughs> Who's every furious name uh, ever yeah. been created? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was. You know, the last time I was in New Orleans, I was in a shop, and this woman walked in, and and so the guy behind the counter, she's talking about about you know wanting some guy back, and the guy behind the counter says, well, you know exactly what is it that you want? She says, I want that bitch dead. That's what I want. And I thought, oh Lord, okay. But you know, I'm never judgmental when, but you know, when they they come to me with stuff like that, it's like, okay, you know, well, you know, we, we have to talk about why you you think you want this guy back. And usually, it really comes down to an old shoe. You don't want to get red old pair of shoes, even though the sole is coming off and there's a hole in the toe because, damn it, they were always comfortable. And even after a huge blow-up and this this person does something absolutely horrible to you, you know how bad it can get and you know that there is actually some comfort in that because you're not going to have surprises. As silly as so that So basically thing. the man becomes the golden calf. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, and, you know, it's interesting and, that you say that cause, because when I, you know, when I've ta- worked with clients and asking those same questions, and it's what is it specifically that you want, and then what is it specifically that, that pushed you away? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. is the thing that pushed you away, um, if that remains, 
is this still a deal breaker? Well, you know, I stayed in a marriage for 16 years because I knew the ins and outs of it, okay? Mm -hmm. I knew that it would never get any worse than this, and I knew that I had a roof over my head, and I had food in my belly, and I had clothes on my back, and so, and I was over 40, and so I weighed things out and thought, hmm, right now I'm past the age of really making any money and getting a good job. Now, that, that, that wasn't true, but, but, but I thought it at the time, and so I can handle this. And then one day I came to my senses. (laughs) But, you know, part of it was the unknown. It was scary for me to be out on my own and start all over again at that age. So I understand why some people do this. Um, The the problem is, yeah, there there are, you know, ways to to get somebody back. But but to go back and answer part of your question, um, Storm, I think that people should do this if they're the ones who have screwed up. Mm-hmm. Okay? The first thing they need to do is make a self-effacing apology. <laughs> <laughs> okay? And this is what stops most people in their tracks because they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure that you need magic to get somebody back if you're the one that has screwed them over. I think what you need to do is, you know, get down on your knees and say, I am so sorry. You know, I was an ass. You know, I, I will work I, there I the window and you'll be him to have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know I, uh, I am going to do my very best to make changes. So will you give me another chance? Sometimes people will, sometimes they, they won't. Sometimes people will say, well, you know what, you make those changes and then let's talk. You know, the proof's in the pudding here, okay? So I think that, that you know, that's what, what should go on. I think a lot of people want magic, you know, want to work magic because they don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. Mm-hmm. So if you're the one that screwed up, then you need to take responsibility for your own actions, okay? If you... If, if this other person is willing to take you back after that, then you may want to work a little magic to rekindle the spark there. Mm-hmm. That was the next okay. question I have. Yep. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Okay. So anyway, what usually happens, though, is that people do work magic and they get this jackass back. Okay? Going back to the other part of this. And then they realize that was a mistake. (laughs) Now, undoing that magic is tough. The the jackass that I was married to for for 16 years, I had worked magic to get him. And this was going to be a really, really long-term commitment. Once I decided I was done, I could not get rid of him. Even after I married Mark, I still could not get rid of him. And, you know, he, um, he even faked a case of cancer to try to get me to come back and take care of him. Hmm. 
his psychologist called me and told me that I needed to call him and tell him I didn't hate him. And I told her, I said, look, I'm not going there. The last time I did that, he told everybody we were getting back together, and he, and he believed it himself. So I'm not going there. What I'm telling you is that he has snowballed you, and you need to find him a bed someplace because he's a very sick man. <laughs> and, she, and she thought that I was the most horrible thing in the world, okay? <laughs> but, but I tried everything to get rid of him. It took me five years to undo that magic. So, you know, you, you have to be, this is another one of those cases where magic always works, and you have yeah. to be careful what it is that you ask for. You, you need to be absolutely certain of what, of what you intend. And then you always need to have a backup plan, I think. I think you always need to leave yourself a back door in some kind of serious magic like that. Yeah. Which I And this I is probably why people shouldn't ask for their soulmates. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what are because what are some of the what are some of the quick um things that you that you do to um rekindle when you you uh, haven't lost them. It's just been a little dull or you it's been a stressful year. So what are the little magical things that 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 you tell people to do like around their house or in their life or I'm sorry, excuse me while I choke. I've got a cold. Um I uh, you know, I love magnetic poetry. Are y'all familiar with that? Oh yeah. Storm, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Okay. Magne- but for people who aren't, magnetic poetry is comes in a little box, and you can find it at most of your large bookstore chains and probably other places too, but I found it most frequently there. And it comes in lots of different things. <coughs> there's romance and there's love and there's erotica and, and so on and so forth. And these are little um, magnetic pages that have words on them, and you cut them apart. And um, so, you you know, th- because they're magnetic, you can put them anywhere in your house. You can make any kind of a sentence that, that you want to make. Um, you know, th- on the um, hood of your range, um, on, on the frame of the bathroom mirror, you know. It's, it's a lot less messy than writing I love you across the mirror in lipstick. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, um, years ago, I, I was out on tour, and, and in this bookstore, I, I did a chain store, and I found this, and I bought two or three boxes and brought them home and thought, hmm, this is interesting. This will be fun. And they sat on top of the microwave, you know, for a week or so, and I finally pulled them out and started cutting them apart. And so I was leaving again, and so on the refrigerator, you have to understand, my husband has a thing for refrigerator magnets. Every time we go someplace, he buys a refrigerator magnet. And so when we move, we have a whole pasteboard box full of damn refrigerator magnets. And, and so I cleared off a space. I pushed some of them aside, and I, I made this little sentence that said, I love you madly. And I thought, hmm, he'll get a kick out of that. Well, when I came home from that tour, there were messages from him everywhere. Aww. 
there was even one on um, a, uh, a a frame, a picture frame, in my office. And uh. you know, people people get addicted to this stuff. It's it's fun, and and you know, and that really does, um, you know, kind of, you know, re- re- rekindle that that flame. Um, the other thing I did that was kind of fun is I, I would make Mark's lunches. And occasionally I would put a message, not in the Ziploc bag that held his sandwich, but inside his sandwich, inside the sandwich itself. <laughs> so he would bite into the sandwich, and he would pull out his paper. <laughs> Covered with and mustard. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, he knew I was thinking about him. And, you know, and he got a huge kick out of that. Um, you know, and that, that's something real simple. You know, these little things really don't cost money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's not like, you know, a big fancy dinner at some elegant restaurant. And these things mean more than that. Um you know, there there were other other little things that that I found worked. Um, if I was going to be out of town for a while, I would buy a card for a, a greeting card for every single day I was going to be gone, and I would number them really really tiny, uh, number the envelopes on the back. I'd give them to a secretary, so that and I wrote a message in each one of them, saying where I was that, that day, blah, 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 so, so, so on and so forth. And so every day in his inbox, he got a greeting card from me. That's super you know, sweet. These, well, you know, this, this takes a little planning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was great. And, of course, and the cards I love the most are the ones that have music. Oh yeah. Because he's sitting in that, that construction trailer, and and he he uh, he opens this thing up, and all of a sudden, Bad to the Bone starts playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh and everybody pokes you know pokes their head in to see what's going on. Um, you know, flowers are nice. Um, so it sounds know, like what you're talking about is making it um known that you're thinking about them that you have taken yeah. their thoughts and um their well-being into consideration. Well, yeah, and you know, and sometimes it's just lovely, especially if if your mate has some kind of a job where people want something from them all the time. Mhm. Sometimes it's just nice for somebody to say, I don't want anything fr- from you. I just love you, and I'm glad you're mine. Yeah. So, so that's you know when, that is some real practical everyday love magic right there. Um, that's awesome. I like that because you know because really when you're in a long term relationship, um, it, it's about it's about making sure they know you haven't taken them for granted. Um, well, yeah, and you know what else? When you're in a long-term relationship, it, it starts to become all about the kids and the pets 
and have mm-hmm. you paid, you know, have you paid the mortgage yet? Right. And, There's, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's less about the, the two of you. There's there's a few things that I've done um, and that I've I've recommended to people, just little fun little magics. Arguments happen. They they are part of the process of of figuring each other out and figuring yourselves out, your own self out. Arguments absolutely happen. So when you walk through through the area that you have argued with cold buckets of water, clear buckets of water, clear not not dirty wash water, but you just yeah. it picks up all that angry energy, and then you can yeah. just dump it in the street. And so now you're not sitting in all of that that angry energy. So doing little cleansings when you've had um, a stressful situation, cleanse that area. Um, there's the power of of I'm sorry the, mm-hmm. and eating it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, growing basil or cooking with basil, um, or cooking with um, like the warm the warm seasonings, spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice. Even cooking with ginger, um, those warm the heart. If you've been a little cold they, to each other, they they do. And aside from that, basil and cinnamon are probably the two herbs that or spices that every practitioner should have in their kitchen, because not only are they excellent for love and are they're used in lots and lots of love magic, they're also used in money magic. Well, and I think the reason why they work so well in both of them is that they um, are de-stressors. Like okay, cinnamon, maybe. Cinnamon helps clear unreasonable fears. What it does is it helps you get to the other side of it. It helps you um, um, uh, pop those, those um, obsessive thoughts. And basil helps get you grounded into who you are. Um, basil helps relax. Uh, again, it, it relaxes um, your mind. It relaxes some of those fears. It relaxes tension. And when you're really tense, you can't hear the other person's point of view. You can't feel the emotions, that the positive emotions that you have for them. And, um, and you can't, money-wise, you can't understand what your next step is. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and, and, and back to... Back, back to, to, to love, just, just a real practical thing. I want you to think about for a second what, how you feel when you smell fresh cinnamon rolls baking in your kitchen. <laughs> Hungry. It makes you feel loved. Uh-huh. And, you know, and the kitchen is the, is the heart of the home. You know, I feel the same way when when I am cooking um, my three-hour spaghetti sauce when it's simmering. It seems to fill the whole house with love and comfort. Mm-hmm. There's that basil. It, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, there's, there's that as well. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing is, you know, we're talking about anger and, and arguments. One of the little tricks that I learned when I was a baby witch was that when someone is angry and screaming at you and hasn't learned um, how to have a calm discussion (laughs) when there's anger involved, visualize a heart 
just a regular heart, Valentine-shaped heart, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and color it pink. And then divide it into, right, right down the center and then across into four sections. Mentally take out the lower right section. Make it disappear. And I guarantee you that person will calm down. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, we could sit and talk about love spells from now until the end of time. <laughs> yes, we could. But we have a time limit, and and uh, <laughs> uh, and we have to go. Um, uh, Dorothy, always love having you on the show. Always, always Thank love having you, you on the show. Thank you so much. I've had such a good um, time. And, and everybody, make sure that you go over to wickedwitchstudios.com. All of Dorothy's products are over there. And by the way, I'm going to give you all a love spell of my own. The best way for you to heat up the house and heat up your man is get him a fresh cup of coffee. So get you some Wicked Witch Mojo coffee over at Dorothy's website, <laughs> and that'll help stir up all of those lovely juices. Um, well, over uh, on the um, on Keep It Mag- on the Keep It Magic site, you're gonna find um, a honey mind spell that um, that uses some lovely Coventry products, but. It is a multiple-step spell, like Dorothy was talking about. First, you're going to clear stuff, and then you're going to bring stuff in. It's a lovely bit of conjure, and full instructions are there on the Keep It Magic site. Definitely, they're there. Um, so, everybody, I'm Storm Sestabani. Of course, that's Dorothy Morrison over there at WickedWitchStudios.com, Jackie Smith at CoventryCreations.com. Um, this show here, it airs every other week. Um, you can download it off of iTunes, or you can download it off of Stitcher.com. Um, so make sure that you check those out. Um, if you want to leave a little bit of feedback for our show, you definitely can do that. We appreciate that. Um, and also remember to go to Indiegogo.com, type in Rebecca Phoenix, Rebecca Phoenix's name. Um, remember, for every $1,000 collected, Jackie and I will do a reading show, and we will read for you on the air. So make sure that you run over and uh, check that out. More details will be on keepitmagic.com. And, Jackie, in the meantime, what do they need to do? Oh, well, that simple little thing we always like to do. We always like to keep it magic. Definitely. And I've been waiting to play this song for a long time. We're not going to play Speak Life, although usually – you still need to speak life, okay? But <laughs> because of the fact that it's the month of love and we had Dorothy Morrison on, I figured we would play Beyonce's Drunk in Love. Um, have a good uh, afternoon, everybody, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks.
Daddy, I want you. 